Hi, I'm Ryan Dodge-Cook and this is Summit to Talk About, your one-stop podcast for all things hiking, hills, wild camping and the great outdoors. It's the Easter bank holiday weekend and wow, the weather is fantastic and I'm heading out on a little adventure. The Gritstone Trail is around 35 miles and links Cheshire to Staffordshire along the western borders of the Peak District. It's relatively short and I'll be hiking over two days to try out some new bits of kit before the summer. I've used the Hiker app to plan my route and I've downloaded the map to use offline whilst I'm on trail. If you want to plan a hiking adventure of your own, download Hiker now. That's Hiker with two eyes because they're well cool. There's over 8,000 trails packed into the app from all over the world, so there's plenty to inspire you. You can also use the handy little favourite icon to shortlist the hikes that you fancy. And if you choose to upgrade to Hiker Pro, you'll unlock cool features like being able to download your maps to save your juice and your data. And remember to use the code STTA at the checkout. In this episode, I chat with Laura, founder of The Hiking Household, a website full of child and family-friendly walks in the Lake District. Enjoy. Okay, so I'm now joined by Laura from The Hiking Household, a website and a new program or a new ethos within Cumbria um, to get families and children outdoors. So welcome onto the podcast. Thank you. Hi. Hi. Right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to start from um, who The Hiking Household are. And then we'll we'll delve into more about yourself and how that come about and why you decided to set that up. So um, the hiking household then, it's been going for about 18 months or so. What exactly is it? Yeah, so we are a resource for families predominantly um, up here in Cumbria. And it's a family-friendly resource, a website that showcases hundreds of family-friendly walks here in Cumbria. So we have um, on the website, we have a map of all of the different pins where you can see a location. So if you were visiting um, the Lake District and you were coming to South Lakes, for instance, you could see on the map all of the walks around wherever you were staying, the hotel you were staying at. Um, we also have different categories. So we can um, you can look at walks that are pram-friendly, wheelchair accessible, grandparent-friendly, so kind of um, less mileage um, and nice scenery. Uh, plenty of benches around. So we really try and make it as accessible as we can for all. We also have some nice walks on there that are um, scooter friendly, bike friendly. We let you know if there's any trains that you can see. We're aware that sometimes getting out with little ones, you need some kind of um, nice things to look at. (laughs) So we just really try and showcase what we have here in Cumbria, not just for the tourists, actually, really for the locals as well because when we were stuck in lockdown I think we all got a little bit sick of the walks that we were doing on our doorstep um so yeah just trying to show people what we actually have here in Cumbria really it's it's great idea and uh I've got children of my own I've got uh twins who are 10 year old boys um (laughs) soon to be 11 they've been they've been hard work to get outdoors uh especially recently and I think lockdown hasn't helped that but and I've got um, a three-year-old daughter as well so I can completely relate to some of those the the ideas of having walks that are accessible where you know that you're going to be able to um, get your three-year-old around that walk and back to the back to the home or the car safely uh, without having to carry them Um, I completely get that and 
those anxieties, I think, have run through through me throughout the, the past three to four years with the Little Un because I've wanted to get back into the outdoors a lot more. So I'm trying to take my family along with me. And sometimes you think, well, do I really want to risk going that far or do I want to risk that sort of yeah. gradient because I might have to carry it back and we don't want to do that. <laughs> So it, it, it'd be nice to have that resource, and it, it sounds like what you're doing is is a great thing for for many people, especially. And I know you say it's it's ideal for those that are living in Cumbria and local. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, when I come to the lakes, I want to be able to do that as well. So I look at different walks when I come up there that I think I might be all right with. Sometimes, again, that might be the same walk over and over again. But yeah. having that resource to see what's out there different things as well because it's coming from your perspective as a local you mm-hmm. know those different routes not the the honeypot locations as they were the well-known yeah. so it, it sounds like a great thing that you're doing so when you've you've put this this website together yeah what was it that made you do it was it purely out of lockdown because a lot of things have have come from lockdown haven't they Yeah, absolutely. And lockdown definitely was the driving force behind it, mainly because I was just so fed up of doing the same walks. And actually, I realized that doorstep walks, I found walks that I didn't even exist. And I've lived here on and off all my life. So that kind of really made me think, hang on, if I'm finding new walks here, there must be so many more out there. And as I first started the website, there was only walks around where I lived basically there was just a couple of miles from where I lived because that was all we could do and that and when I realized how much that was taking off it really drove me to go further afield and more into the Lake District and then yeah it's it's getting great use now and people are really using it but before lockdown and before I actually made the hiking household I've been walking with my family since having my firstborn. And I realized not so much now since lockdown, I see so many more families out. But when it was just me and my firstborn wandering the streets <laughs> with my with my pram, I'd look around and I was thinking, there's nobody else around with families. And it was because they were all in the baby groups, which are a fantastic resource for some. But for me, they just did not work. Um, I need to be in the fresh air and outside. And that's always been how I have been. Um, and it's fantastic to see now when you're walking there are so many families out and about and I think with like you said with lockdown and with COVID it's kind of given us all a different mentality on being outside and physical activity and appreciating what's on your doorstep I think yeah. we, we all did that because like you say you you get your was it half an hour hour outside every day <laughs> um, and you think well where can I go in that time how far can I actually get and so you end yeah. up sticking to the same routes um, and yeah, it, it, you did want to go off further, and, and we all we all didn't. We had, we had to stay within the, within the boundaries. And um, when you look back at that now, it's crazy, isn't it? But um, yeah, it is. But it, it made us appreciate what we had on our doorstep because you you tend to start looking more, don't you? Rather than yeah. just accepting that it's around the corner, you start looking, and you, you do appreciate a lot more that uh, of what you've got on the doorstep. That's um, it. So uh, what I want to do is I want to go back now so i want to go pre-hiking household pre-children um tell me about laura how did it start for you where did your love of the outdoors come from well if you had seen me when i was a teenager you would not have predicted this put it that way i've always loved 
physical activity, don't get me wrong. I was a big synchronized swimmer. I've always been active and fit. My family are, it's just what we do. However, when it came to walking and enjoying the Lake District, considering we live here, I never used to enjoy it at all. I used to find it so tedious and I'm sure my family members would laugh now looking at how I am. Um, But when I went to university, I went off um, and I didn't live here. I lived in Cheshire and it was wonderful, but I stopped my synchronized swimming and I suddenly realized what else can I do that gave me the same buzz and I got into running um so I completed some marathons and half marathons and was really enjoying my running and then I fell pregnant and at the time I was I was young and naive really and I don't feel like there was as many resources out there that explained to you how you could safely exercise while pregnant um so I just stopped doing everything and had a baby and I really lost my identity for quite some time and it was trying to work out how I could still get the same buzz that I used to get from uh, pushing myself, really, from running or from um, my swimming, but also with a baby in tow. Um, circumstances meant that my husband works offshore, so he's away for six weeks at a time, and my mum wasn't too well. Um, she's a huge driving force behind it as well. She's had cancer twice and has still completed all of the Wainwrights. Wow. So she's definitely... She's often my tour guide as well. I really feel like I should give her some more credit on the website. (laughs) She's actually my secret go-to. And I'm like, I need a walk by here. She knows everything about the Lake District. Um, So, yeah, I think that really got me walking outside with the children. Obviously, I had four children in five years. So it was a lot of pregnancies, a lot of weight, what felt like waiting around to get myself back. Um, so I just learned very fast how to do what I love with a child or children in tow, really. And I suppose that's just adapting, isn't it? That's that's what we yeah. do as humans. We adapt. Um, and we. it goes without saying that you can't take a baby or a toddler, synchronised swimming or running. It doesn't tend to no. work, does it? So you have got to adapt from that and come up with something else that you can still enjoy. And you, you talk about that buzz and that buzz might not be the same with with going out for walks because you're not getting your heart rate up you're not releasing yeah. them them same endorphins that you would be if you were going on a run um but there's still there is still a buzz about going walking and i think that is just and we spoke about this on the podcast many times it's just being in nature and being outside and and getting that feeling of being outside makes you feel better and happier about, about yourself and I know on your website, it says that um, looking after your children is easier in the outdoors than it is indoors. And oh yeah, even that can be, I mean, it's food for thought because you often think, right, we'll stay in today. It's easier. They've got all the toys in the house. They've got the TV. Uh, we've got crafts, arts, everything you want in the <laughs> house. But actually, you're right. Going outside and finding a bit of green space where they can just run around is easier and they love it just as much if not more oh absolutely and when you start getting four children in amongst all of the toys then the bickering I mean I'm very fortunate they do get on well however as soon as there's any form of confrontation their wellies are on and we're outside because they don't get a lot of space when you're like one of four I always look at them and think you don't have much space you know you're always in amongst one another fighting for space yeah 
literally fact and I find that when we go outside everyone's just wild me included just be like freedom (laughs) because then we you can just and they can be as loud as they like and and that's what I love I love watching them you know climb trees run around and that's what I really want to make people aware of with the website yes there are some fell walks on there there are some really big great walks that you could tackle with your older children or younger children but there's also some really small easy little walks sometimes just around a field but they have some waterfalls that you can see or a train that goes past and it keeps them entertained and I've spoken about this before actually when I've done a few blogs where don't say to your children come on let's go on a hike because they're not going to be like yes can't wait (laughs) I never phrase it like that I'm always like oh should we go on our bikes or Oh, I've got a really good waterfall that you could you'd really like to see. I just failed to mention it's two miles to get there. You know? <laughs> Smoke and mirrors. <laughs> yeah, literally. And it works most of the time because they're distracted by the end goal and you're still getting your steps in, which is a win win for me. Yeah, definitely. And that's how I guess this website it works because it it gets it's something for everybody. It's not just aimed at the children. It's not just aimed at the the parents it's for everybody because everybody's getting something out of it and you you saying about points of interest when you're going out for a walk i think that that can help a lot of grown-ups as well we'll call ourselves grown-ups one day or we'll grow up um because i've noticed this when i take my daughter out that i'll just walk along and i'll pick things out to show her that if i was walking on my own i would just walk past and ignore so yeah. it might be uh, an insect or it might be a certain type of flower yeah. that you just like walk along and you think, oh, there's a flower, there's a such and such. But <laughs> you want to stop and you want to show them and they love it, don't they? They absolutely yeah. love seeing it. They want to hold the insects because they've not got all of these preconceived ideas and um, experiences that we've had where we've had bugs crawling yeah. in our ears and we're like, oh, get off, get off. <laughs> they, they just want to hold it and they go, oh, look at it. It's so cute. And um it opens your eyes up as an adult to to relive that and to to enjoy it again a a bit like was when you were a child yourself. Yeah, it does. And it really has made me feel happier being outside with my children. And I think it sounds cliche because you read it all the time, don't you? Get out for your mental health. Being outside will help. And I think the biggest turning corner for me was seeing it with my children. So I can physically see it now so I can see that if my eldest is having a hard day and then we go on a walk he is in a better mood after it and it's amazing because I've always known that it's made me feel better because I've done it from such a young age but seeing it now in my children it is amazing and it does give you like you said before a different kind of buzz but almost more of a motivational buzz now because I'm seeing my children like you say using their imagination it's not just about their fitness that's that's a fantastic byproduct of it yeah but really they're using their imagination they're learning how to play nicely with one another because they don't feel claustrophobic so i mean obviously i'm biased but i'm all for the outdoors <laughs> definitely and they're also learning to respect the outdoors because uh, this is deep now get ready and uh, because also we go outdoors we love it we know what we should and shouldn't do in the outdoors um We've got to teach them to do that as the next generation. They've got to look after it. And getting them out from a young age to appreciate it 
will will certainly help that. There's there's no good keep cooping cooping children up and putting them on the Xbox twenty four seven, and then yeah. when they're eighteen, expecting them to go out and and appreciate nature. This just it probably yeah. won't happen. Um, but planting that seed uh, pun there um, early on uh, will certainly help that. I think in helping it well look after our outdoors for the, for the future generations. Yeah, and my eldest is a classic example of that. And my my husband is always shocked when he gets home and he sees because he will find, like you were saying before about picking out things when you're on walks, it's my eldest that will say, mummy, have you seen all of that litter in that corner? Or mummy, you know, you shouldn't really let our two-year-old pick all of them flowers because they're trying to grow. And I'm like, yeah, okay, we're working on that. But, <laughs> yeah. he, but and that's not from me, He that well, it probably is from me from being outdoors all the time, but I've not actively told him that. That's just something that he's realized and appreciated from being outside. And that is what is amazing. He's seven now. So he's just starting to turn that corner of being, a, we can have a bit more civilized conversations. Yeah. And it is incredible to see because I look at him and I think, yeah, you're going to be really respectful. And, you know, he often says, can we go litter picking? And I would never have thought that of that when I was seven, just no. never, ever. And that is fantastic. And I think that that and, and, and all that takes is just taking your child outside, letting them enjoy themselves, because ultimately that's where it's come from. He, he's now yeah. thinking, I don't want the place I love or the place I enjoy to be ruined. And it's yeah. just it's a simple connection, isn't it? And and that's exactly. how that's how we think when we're outdoors and we see litter or we see people ruining or spray painting Helvellyn. Yeah. <laughs> we won't talk about that. Um, yeah. But I think that that is it, it, it's a key message as well. And we talk about the enjoyment of being outdoors, but actually, it's about shaping the, shaping the future of our outdoors through our children because they're the ones that are ultimately going to be taken over from us when we're following the grandparent friendly walks in the future. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, we're clicking on that category exactly. <laughs> um, so you used to do a lot of running. Is that something that you still do now or not? Not so much. I would, I well, I was actually gave myself a challenge to do a marathon this year. We're now into April. I'm definitely not going to be doing a marathon this year. I'm not marathon fit. <laughs> but I keep on saying it. But as the children are getting older, so come September, three of my children will be at school. So I'm really, really keen because it's the only aspect, I think, now as a mum of four that I still haven't gotten back and miss and we go on fun runs with the kids now because the two oldest are kind of old enough now so I do the park runs and I go on a few fun runs with them and it's actually alarming how unfit I now am doing a 5k or a 3k it's funny how, how so, quickly it drops off isn't it yeah and that's the realization of it's fantastic being outside with the children and doing my family friendly walks but you did hit the nail on the head earlier when you said it doesn't get our heart rate up so even though I'm very active with my children, when I'm doing these runs, I'm suddenly realizing mm, I'm probably not pushing my own physical activity levels. Um, but let's let's see. I applied for the London Marathon this year and didn't get in. So I took that as a sign. Could well be, yeah. Yeah, take it as a sign. <laughs> <laughs> um, so outdoors-wise then, um, you, you say there's a range of different walks. Um, I want to start from like, We'll start from a youngest age. What's the youngest age walk that you, you've got on the website? So aimed at somebody who's got a newborn baby with a pram. What sort of walks are we looking at there? 
Yeah, so we have um, a lot of pram-friendly walks and I've tried to get them so so that they're away from the busiest spots of the Lake District, kind of. So Which is a nightmare gems. to push a pram through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's nice, especially if you're not local, if you're coming on a holiday and you've kind of wanted to escape i'm thinking of my brother here because he lives in london so if they're trying to escape the hustle and bustle and you're coming to somewhere quiet with your baby you don't then want to be like bombarded with a million and one people on a pushchair friendly walk yeah um so we have some really really beautiful walks that i've tried to find that are pram friendly that also really take in the scenery which are really rare to find yeah um many of them are north lake so we have a really lovely one um in there's Elter Water and there's Crummock Water. Um, there's also some backpack friendly walks around Buttermere. And to be honest, all of them are just in the heart of the lakes. So you really feel like you're in the mountains yeah. when you're still pushing your pram. Yeah. The pram friendly ones are probably the hardest to find, mainly because of how the lakes is. Obviously, many of them are fells yeah. um so they are probably the hardest ones for me to hunt out but in terms of backpack friendly and short walks i've got a multitude of short walks mainly because when i started it my little girl she was only two so obviously there's a and i couldn't manage the backpack with her and the other children so when my husband was away so a lot of them are maybe one mile one and a half mile and many of them are circular which i find is better because when yeah. they're like when can we go back to the car i'm like yeah. we're on the way we're <laughs> yeah. on the way to the car <laughs> and then suddenly they see the car and they're a mile away i'm like look we're nearly there <laughs> um so we we have some really lovely ones i've recently visited south lakes which was fantastic because we're we live in the north lakes so um when it's winter trying to get down to south lakes and do a walk and back when in the light is really difficult um so we've been to south lakes which is handy for people i think when they're traveling from down south to visit the lakes because you would tend to try and reduce your time traveling yeah, so yeah. you're probably going to stop in south lakes and i was amazed at how many walks i haven't completed there that we now have um so yeah there's some really really lovely ones and there's some really great ones for older children because i know you mentioned before that you've got 10 nearly 11 year old twins and i think that's the hard i really do think that's the hardest age just from me as a person when i was 10 and 11 and going into adolescence and it's hard to motivate them yeah possible so to try and get them up a fell i think now maybe not at 10 and 11 but certainly when they get a little bit older you can use almost social media as to your advantage because you can be like you're going to get a beautiful shot up here. All of your <laughs> friends are going to be amazed. Wait until you go back and show your friends this fantastic view. Um, and they might not enjoy the walk. They don't have to enjoy it as long as they complete it. That's it. Ticked it off the list. Um, so we do try and make something for everyone. That could be a new category, couldn't it? Teenager, yeah. social media friendly walks. Social media friendly. <laughs> teenage bribes. <laughs> Uh, you're right though because at the, the age they're at now it's um they're they're capable but they don't want to and that's the yeah. difference they're at that age where they're oh what's the point what i just what's the point in just walking when i could be yeah. watching youtube um what's yeah. the point and it's it, it's very much on that cusp at this stage i think 
of of yeah. their forming an identity. You mentioned that earlier, forming an identity for themselves. They don't know whether that's something they want to do. Is that because that's not cool? Or um, yeah. so it's difficult to get them out. But like you say, little bribes <laughs> that might All be the way. way forward. Might I'm be the way forward. <laughs> I'm not against bribes as a mother. <laughs> no, and I think. <laughs> I think one thing I will have to remember as well when my children get to that age is I too was like that. So just if your child isn't wanting to get out, that doesn't mean that, oh, they're never going to be into the outdoors. Because actually from the age of 10 to 16, I did not use the late district. And yeah. if I did, I sulked myself around. I remember being forced on walks and not being the most forthcoming about it. Yeah. But now look at me. And I think that's something really because we beat ourselves up as parents don't we thinking oh we've failed they hate the outdoors what are they going to be like as adult, like adults yeah. but actually it's a phase and they have to go through it I, you, I did a psychology degree so I know that they have to go through it and it's just a phase in their learning and development yeah but if we can try and entice them on the way with a few good bribes and a few good shots then that's it perfect. that's it and I think that even though they might seemingly hate it or not enjoy it as you're doing it they they secretly will find things that they enjoy from it and all the while it is shaping shaping their identity and it's shaping their personality and probably shaping their future like you said you probably didn't like it at that age but now look at you and i, I expect that to be the same for many people um who particularly have grown up in that sort of environment in the outdoors and might not like it at the time but actually one day they'll be like oh I remember going there as a child I I really enjoyed it as a child even though they didn't um so it, it does it's sh it's just shaping their future isn't it I think okay so what I want to talk to you about now is I've, I've been looking through your website and uh the the term tykes hikes has jumped out at me so what's that all about yeah so when we came out of lockdown and I first started it, we couldn't do anything at all, could we, socialising-wise. We just had our one hour outside. And the first thing that we were actually allowed to do was meet up in groups of six if you were a classes a group of some sort like a well-being group or a mum and baby group so that's how that first started it was always just well it's meant to be just something in the interim period before life got back to normal of meeting up there were six families that I used to meet up with and um, you could book on and it was just family friendly walks quite literally on our doorstep because that was as far as we could go and it was wonderful because a lot of the, I had a baby in lockdown. I actually had to have my baby on my own. I labored on my own and it was the worst experience ever. Yeah. And as she was my fourth baby. So I had a real empathy for those that had had their first baby in that scenario. So I had a lot of first time mums that came along to the walking group. And to be honest, I've never stopped it because I realized how important it was and there are there are so many walking groups here in the Lake District absolutely and they're all fantastic this is completely free and it really is local to us where we are in Cumbria so we haven't ventured out to do more um all around the Lake District or anything like that it's really just a small number of mums that get together um for a walk and a talk really yeah. and it's been amazing because not everybody enjoys the environment of a baby group. You know, I've been to them and tried them and th they were fantastic. But for me now, as a mum of four, they're just not possible. Um, and it's nice to be able to offer people something else. And 
yeah, and that's how it's gone about. And actually, we're we're doing a few more events now with the Tykes Hike. So there's kind of two sides to the hiking household, really, because there's the the website and resource for everybody, especially like the tourists coming in. Uh, but then there's also the Tykes Hikes, which is really quite local and low key. And we've just actually done our first event yesterday, uh, like family friendly event, just trying to get the locals out and meeting other people. Yeah, oh, that's it. I mean, we go back to the lockdown, don't we? But a lot of people in lockdown, when we were allowed to meet up with other people, it was it was a way of thinking, well, I can't go and see the people I really want to see, so I'll have to just put up with the locals. Yeah. Um, but you, you find out <laughs> about them, you think, oh, they're actually all right, aren't they? Um, yeah. <laughs> but you, you can... And now, the, now those randomers are my friends. Exactly that, yeah. And those people do become your friends. And that's a nice way of doing things. And, and you mentioned baby groups there. When when my little one was, was little, 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 I never went to any of those groups. Um, mostly because I was at work on the days because it falls weekday. But actually, that would be my worst nightmare. I, I'm not that... The, the socially awkward side of me would come out and I don't think I could walk into a group of parents and sit there and just start talking that that's my it's my worst nightmare so if if there was a group where it said right we're all going to meet up we're going to go for a walk i'd be all over that that would be my idea yeah. of of this is how i'm going to do it and, and i'm going to it's going to help my, my little and it's going to help me um that would be something i would do definitely um, so I can see the benefit of that. And has that grown legs? Has it, has it become quite a big thing or did it become quite a big thing back then? Yeah, it, it, to be honest, there's probably more of a demand on it now. But because of my circumstances, and I'm pretty much a one-man band, we are actually now a CIC. So we are a community interest group and I have a few volunteers that do help me. Um, but due to circumstances with having the four children, only two of them are at school, I haven't been able to really grow it as I would like, yeah. but it's certainly something that I think will have real legs mm. in a year's time where all four of my children will either be at preschool age or at school. Yeah. And it's something, so at the moment I do like pop-up walks because I can't commit to a weekly yeah. thing. One of my children is always unwell, if I'm honest, yeah. <laughs> or there's always some drama. <laughs> uh, but it's something that I'm really keen because the demand is there and the want for it is there. And actually, I've noticed that families, they want to go further afield. They want to go up their first fell. Yeah. And they want someone that's done it before to go with them. Yeah. And I, I go back to my Instagram because I love and hate social media for different reasons. But I love the Instagram for showing the relatability. Yes. And I really want to show that. Like, I'm a mum of four, but still have no idea what I'm doing. Still have days where my children do not go up the fells in a nice manner, they're bickering or they're crying. Yeah. And it's trying to show, like, break down the barriers of, oh, well, I would never be able to do that. Whereas, yeah. actually, I want people to look on my Instagram or my website and be like, oh, come on, if Laura can do it with four kids, yeah. look at the state of them. Well, <laughs> then we can do it too. It's it, absolutely right. And and that goes back to what I said earlier on, that sometimes you, you, you want to go for a walk and think, mm, I'm not going to be able to make that. I don't think that I'm going to be able to do that. And you can look at a map, but, actually you're never going to get a true picture of what's actually there and what obstacles you might face um but to see see you do having done it already and with four children um that it sets the bar doesn't it well that's it if laura can do it with four children i know that that is a walk that i can achieve with just no one pressure. child <laughs> no pressure and then then we realize that you're a super family and actually even i couldn't do it on my own <laughs> 
<laughs> no, not if you joined us on one of our walks. And I, I keep on getting that off people. They keep on saying you should do GoPro your walks, like so we can actually see it because. I try not to just show the best bits on my Instagram. I do want to show relatability and the reality of, you know, I do have a three-year-old little girl that doesn't enjoy the outdoors most of the time anyways. Um, but yeah, maybe I should do a, a GoPro walk one day to really let yeah. people see what happens on our walks. Definitely, To make yeah. you feel better about yourself. Yeah, a basically. realistic one. Uh, literally everything, all the good bits, all the bad bits, um, because that's relatable, isn't it, I think, as well. There's a YouTube channel in there yeah, somewhere. I can see a YouTube channel coming from this. <laughs> Honestly, I I just don't have any time now. <laughs> this has grown so it's been wonderful. The resource is fabulous and I love that so many people are using it. Um but I'm I'm starting to realize now when I've got my business brain on that um because I've been out of work for quite a few years now with the kids. And this is the first taster of going back to it. And now yeah. I have a real admiration for, for working parents because it's hard to juggle. <laughs> yeah. And I'm taking my children along with me. Yeah. So I can't imagine. But as you pointed out, it is so much easier when you take them outside. So much easier. Yeah. Um, it is. And I can't stress that enough. I know how much easier it is when I take my little one outside from, from being indoors. And especially when the weather's bad or lockdown and they're all pent up and they've got all that energy they want to release. Um, it's so much easier. So you, you mentioned that you had an organized event that you did um, yesterday, was it? Yes, yeah? that's right. What was that then? Yeah, so we, we're trying to push uh, West Cumbria a little bit more. It's really an overlooked area in Cumbria. Because of the Lake District, most tourists and locals, to be honest, we're guilty of it too, go to the Lake District for a day out. Yeah. Uh, when actually out in West Cumbria, we did the event at Whitehaven Harbour. Right. And honestly, it's stunning out there. It really is. And um, I'm guilty of not using West Cumbria Coast as much as well. So we're trying to really push um, the desire to go over there more. Uh, so the a girl that I was working with, Anya, has tr produced some uh, trail maps, like children-friendly maps with a little story. Oh, very honestly, nice. She's called Tail Trails. It's a fantastic idea. And the children that came, the, the turnout was fantastic. And everybody was so engaged in the walk because they were following a map and it had trolls and fairies. And, and it was really fantastic. And it, it got so many fam families out. And again, it's given me the next bit of buzz that I think I needed yeah. moving forward in the summer months to be like, actually, children like this. I love getting adults outside. The families, they're great. But I, my passion is with children, yeah. and I love seeing the little faces on, have you seen this on the map? And let's go and see this. And like we've said before in this podcast, it's that the children find little things on the walks mm. that we would just never dream of Definitely. finding. They change the stick into a stick man. Yeah. So that was what the event was yesterday, and it certainly made me want to do more because the amount of families that were there were, like, it was just wonderful to see, and everyone having a good time. Um so yeah, it, it's it's nice to bring families back together again. I know that we're, we're we're coming out of the pandemic. We like to not talk about it too much, but I think it's still very much fresh in our minds. And I think we're still some families, particularly, are still nervous to meet up in big groups. Whereas when you're outside, it just it feels safer. Oh, very much so. Yeah, and and I suppose the science goes behind that, doesn't it? Saying outdoors is better uh, for uh, the the pandemic. But like you say, we don't talk about yeah. that. It's a bit like Bruno. We do not talk about it. Um, <laughs> so, 
the, that there, what you've just mentioned, that map thing is absolutely fantastic idea. And not least because it's fun for the children, but actually it's teaching them. Uh, you, you put a, an OS Explorer map in front of a child, they're just going to be like, not a clue. Where if it's interactive, yeah. it's fun, it's it's showing them that a map will lead them to a place um, in, in very basic terms. But that, that again, it plants seeds, doesn't it? It starts to build on their education. Yeah. Really good, really good idea that I like that. Um, it's given me an idea to just even maybe draw a map, like a little local one for my little one to follow. I think that's a really good idea. Yeah, honestly. And I get my seven-year-old sometimes to draw a map of where he knows, and it's really quite <clears> – <throat> it's hilarious. And then we follow it, yeah. and then we realize that it's not sending us where we want it to be. <laughs> but then again, it's like a life skill. Yeah. We, honestly, I think it is just fabulous. And these – trail maps they really are brilliant and it's given me some ideas as well because Anya's amazing who I've been working with and actually like you just said draw a little map of your local walk and see if your three-year-old can follow it yeah I think that's a great idea or go on a walk ask them to remember certain areas and get them to draw one afterwards to follow next time I think that's brilliant really good idea yeah I like that a lot um there you go there's another little idea for you for your website there you can add that on there. yeah Mark, we need printable resources that's the next thing on the website yeah. we need a resources page yeah so much to do well you, you you say on the website you say hundreds of walks that you've got on on the website as a resource yeah, yeah i think i think there's about 160 now wow that's a lot of walks yeah. isn't it and to well, yeah, I don't think you're going to map them all out for to make them child friendly, but to make some of those, um, even to get some of those with little maps with pictures and interactive bits on them, I think that's a that's a really great idea. Uh, yeah, I like that a lot. Um, so, what's yeah. your your next thoughts on um, an event? Then, what's what's what else have you got planned? Yeah, well, we're hoping in the summer to do some summer events here in the Lake District, but move them further. Like I mentioned previously, the Tykes Heights walks have been fantastic for um, the doorstep walks. But I know now that families are keen to get out on the fells. And especially those that maybe haven't done a a Wainwright or a fell walk before. Um, So I'm hoping to get a walk up Bincy, just a small local fell, well, a Wainwright, um, I think it'll be nice for families to get together in a different setting. And it's something I've never done before because I've always taken my my family up a Wainwright. I don't know how it would be with multiple children. Yeah. So that's going to be, the, the. I mean, it'll be a disaster, but it'll be good fun, I'm sure. It'll be great. Uh, Type two fun. Once you get back down, you will have loved it. <laughs> that's it. So that's really what the push is this summer, to kind of do a little bit more out of our comfort zone because I think for the last 18 months it's been going so well and that's fantastic but um we're seeing more users we're seeing more demand so I really do need to go with that demand even if it makes me feel a bit nervous taking a lot of families up a fell (laughs) it will will do it will do do. but yeah what a great idea though you've got to you've got to expand haven't you you have to that's it and I do think it would be a really good success because I think it's really important for families to have the confidence because if they do it once with me they'll go and do it again and they'll have more confidence to maybe try the more difficult walks on the website yeah so but in terms of the website we're we're really pushing to develop it now because it's great as it stands however I've done it and I'm not a web 
developer. So we're hoping to push for some funding and to get um, the website looking a bit more sleek. Oh, I have to, I have to say to... that the website is very, very, it's laid out very well. It looks nice. Um, I would never have said it wasn't designed by someone who is not a web developer. I'm not an expert myself, of course, but oh. it's easy to navigate. <laughs> it's got everything you need on it and it looks nice. So well done. Yeah, well, thank you. I'll, ta- <laughs> I'll take that. But there's things that I know that aren't the best. And I would really, really like, which would be great for the uh, tourists as well, um, uh, an opportunity for you to put a walk on. Very, very easy to add. So, for instance, say if you visited the lakes and you did a walk and you were like, oh, that walk's not actually on her website. Because obviously I don't know all of the walks in the Lake District. And And then for you to go on the website and be able to fill out a really easy form that then pops your walk on my website okay I yeah. think that's a really good way of helping it expand yeah definitely um because i can't possibly walk yeah every single walk and also maybe it's an opportunity to expand beyond just cumbria yeah i mean it's it's definitely at that stage where it could just completely blow up and and go go massive this i think it's a really really good idea and a niche in the market because like i said i take my my little ones out i don't know where to take them i've taken them on the same walks over and over again i can look on an os map and look for little walks but actually i don't know if they're they're family friendly or child friendly um so it's definitely got um it's in the makings of something something very special i think i hope so and it takes the the difficult the difficulty away from the family. So basically I've done the recce first. So I've gone and I've said, you know what guys, yeah, it's fine. So I'm doing almost the hard work for families, which is what I really, I always think of it as, I really wish that we had this when I first had my baby. And it's really, I mean, you know that the website's working when I actually look at it myself sometimes, which is, I probably shouldn't admit, but sometimes when I I can't think of where to take the kids, I'll actually look at the website myself well, that's that's when you know you've got a good website when you're using it yourself. <laughs> well, <Yeah. laughs> I am biased, aren't I, really? <laughs> right, so I want to just ask you this. I'm going to put you on your toes here now as a professional um, of an expert. I'll put, I'll put you in that category now. Let's say <laughs> I was coming up to the Lake District um, next week and I'm bringing my 10-year-old twin boys and my 3-year-old daughter and yeah. I wanted to go on, I'll just, let's say I've got half a day to play with. Where would you recommend I go? Let's say I was staying in North Cumbria somewhere. Let's, where, would you, where would you recommend? Okay. I would say you should give Little Mel a go, which is a Wainwright, okay. and it's small. So your 10 and nearly 11-year-old twins won't be overly happy, but... <laughs> But when they get to the top, the views are wonderful and it really is a shot. I can't think off the top of my head, but it's probably two miles, if that. And yeah, it's fab and it's really quiet. Not many people go on it. And it's one that your three-year-old will manage and there's no steep drops. So what I try and do for the three-year-olds and four-year-olds, for the Wainwrights, particularly the Fellwalks, is I always say, you know, there's no steep, steep sections because yeah. you, you want them to be able to walk freely without you having to hold their hands that's yeah. the whole point of this the you don't want a, a, a 50 meter drop either side of a ridge for example no exactly and going down little mel 
and, and there's plenty of them like this sail fell is another great one that you can you just run down yeah. and honestly i assure you even if you force your 10 year olds to run all the way down there's something that you can't help but just laugh and have a good time <laughs> with even if they're really in their heads thinking this is not cool yeah they can't help but enjoy it they so that's where it, i yeah. would suggest it's quiet it's north um not many people would probably go in it because i think sometimes those kind of fells people are like oh well if we're gonna go to the lakes and we need to make it big like cat bells yeah or, i was gonna say cat bells you go to keswick and then everyone's going to cat bells um it is like you say yeah. it's fab but it's it's busy up there and yeah. uh, well there's sections of it i'll probably wouldn't want to put my three-year-old through as well <laughs> exactly that's it although i've just put up on the website a um what we call the picnic route round cat bells yeah. so it's kind of like a, a, a hit it's probably not a hidden way. People will be listening to this thinking like, Laura, it's not hidden. <laughs> but it's the way that we go with our three-year-old yeah. because it's safe. There's no scrambling. Right, okay. I think I know which bit you, you're talking about. Is that coming from the south end of, of Derwent Water? Yeah, and you yeah. go like round. Yeah, I know. Just a bit It's a bit safer. <laughs> but they do like a scramble. You'll be surprised. If you ever come up here and fancy a challenge, you should try bath. It's really scrambly, and we didn't think my three-year-old would manage, and she really loved it. Wow, okay. So there you go. Yeah. I challenge you to do bath. Yeah, and visits. take the 10-year-olds because they'll laugh at the name of it. It's got to be one of the funniest names of all the Wainwrights. Absolutely. Yeah. There you go. They'll like that, so it's a win-win. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Um, fantastic. Um, what I want to ask you now is what what's your vision for... Uh, the hiking household what is your future vision i think we've touched on a little bit of that and some of those ideas have popped up but where do you want that to be in 10 years i just want as many people as possible to know about the website ideally i want them to use it of course we're seeing our users snowball every month so that's great but in 10 years time i'd love to be able to go outside of cumbria and for people to say oh have you heard about that hiking household website? It's a really good resource. Yeah. And obviously the dream would be to move it outside of Cumbria and expand because, you know, I have a few friends that live elsewhere that say, oh, I really wish that we had this for Northumbria or we had this for Yorkshire. So yeah, let's see in 10 years, it would be wonderful to just have a real big network of family friendly walks in all the different counties. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I can see an app coming from this as well. Well, we talk about that as well, but I've got big ideas and not a lot of time, really. So. <laughs> it's time to expand the empire, Laura. I think that That's it. there's there's so many ideas that even I've just had for it, and it's not my business. It. Um, <laughs> it's it's a great idea. It really is. And there's I can I can speak from um, experience of of trying to get children outside uh many many people who listen to the podcast will be able to relate to this and people will have ideas and i would encourage anybody who's got ideas fire them at laura <laughs> if you can help her in any way please, uh get please. in touch with her um which leads me on to to asking now how can people get in touch or or follow what you're doing yeah so we have an instagram page the hiking household so uh, you can follow and get in touch there the website has a contact box so you can drop me an email i'm really i'd like to think i'm really good at being prompt with replying to anybody um also you can drop a comment on any of the walks so because things do change as well you know we had quite a few storms this uh winter and yeah. i'm always very conscious that some of the early walks that i did 
you know, with Storm Arwin has changed some bits. And so always please, you know, I'm always welcome for feedback and comments on the website to say, you know, we did that last week and this has changed. And because that's one of the biggest things that I feel uh, my biggest worry about the website, you know, things do change. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Fantastic. Right. Well, I'm going to say thank you very much for coming on and uh, giving me an insight because for me now coming into the lakes, this is going to be my my go to because I always want to know where I can take my children for a walk rather than the same ones or shortening ones that I've done when there are there are walks set out that I know I can take my children on. So it's definitely going to be a resource I'll use in future. Um, so well, thank you very that. much for uh, reaching out and coming onto the podcast. It's been absolutely fantastic chatting to you. Um, I hope that you have a fantastic weekend and the rest of the Easter uh, Easter half-term holidays, etc. Um, and uh, hopefully we'll see more from you in the future. Yeah, fabulous. And get in touch if you ever need a little tour guide when you come to the lake. Oh, definitely. I will do. Yeah, I'll be looking to come on one of these walks that you're doing. Uh, a That's group it. walk. I'm all you for that, definitely. Chaos. <laughs> I'll join the chaos. The chaos. That's what it's all about. <laughs> and we can be we can be children as well and it won't matter. That's the beauty That's of it. That's exactly it. That's it. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you. What a niche. And as a parent, I can see the value in the Hiking Household website. I think it's important to get our children into the outdoors and to educate them all so that it can be enjoyed by them and generations to come. Check the show notes for the links to the Hiking Household website and give them a follow over on Instagram. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast and if you have, please leave a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify. It helps with the algorithms, which in turn make the podcast easier to find for new listeners. And above all, it puts a massive smile on my face to see that so many of you enjoy listening and supporting me. I really appreciate it. You can also support the podcast by buying me a coffee. Every penny helps with the overheads of producing the podcast. Just follow the link in the show notes or in my Instagram bio. And until next time, take care and keep putting one foot in front of the other.